Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. This week I'm chatting with my sweet sister in Christ, Chrissy Smith. Chrissy has been married to her husband, JD, for 15 years, and they have four wonderful kids. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Chrissy. It's great to be here. Yeah, I asked you to chat with me about raising lifelong readers because your family loves to read. When I knew I wanted to do this episode, I immediately thought of your family. You've mentioned that you're hoping to build a library in your home, and I'm always spurred on to raise readers when I see how much your kids love to read. I honestly wasn't raised reading books, and I've only recently considered myself to be a reader. I know that reading is beneficial, but I'm sure I don't fully understand its benefits. Is there any way we can start the podcast by sharing what some of those benefits are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I honestly feel like you are not in the minority there. I feel like this is especially a modern day struggle. Um, We just have so many options for doing other things when we're maybe looking for entertainment. And honestly, what I feel like I hear most people say is that they see reading as maybe a luxury or just something they don't really have time for. Yeah, or people consider it boring compared to the other options. Yes, absolutely. And there are so many good reasons to read. And I think, you know, we, uh, we know a lot of them. It's always good to remind ourselves that, you know, reading is great for increasing vocabulary. It can build longer attention spans. It helps with communication skills, um, increases empathy for others. And, you know, it can even lower blood pressure. But, you know, I feel like sometimes when we see reading as like a vitamin, something we should do, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Mm. And I feel like even, even more than something we get to do, I would almost argue that we were made for story. And I don't think that we consider that enough when we are, when we are evaluating reading as something that's maybe just entertainment or a way to pass the time. I feel like, um, I don't know, especially as homeschool moms, we are the primary voice in our child's education. But when we look at what the purpose of education is, like why do we educate? What, what is the point of learning? Um, I feel like it's important to think about, about those things. And um, I know Aristotle and Plato and all the great minds of the past would talk about warning people against education without character. Like, what happens when we learn without virtue? And, you know, I feel like it it can puff us up or isolate us from from other people um, and from God. And I feel like story is something that God created specifically for us to speak to us and to instill virtue and understanding. I just feel like when I'm reading... And I know this is true of people that get into the habit of reading and learn to love reading. We rejoice when we identify with the people that we relate to. 
um, it helps us to understand ourselves better and our motives better. And, you know, you have this hope and desire for characters that you love, that good things would happen to them. And when you see evil characters, we judge them and we long for justice and Mm -hmm. justice to be done. And we are changed by books that we read. We are shaped and molded by story. And I feel like that's, it, that's just how God instills our sense of, of good and virtue. So, um, I mean, that's, that's a big claim <laughs> to put on books. And like, uh, it, but I really do feel like it's the reason why we can just value it so much more than just, you know, people call it escapism or, I, you know, just something to do for fun. Um, it's worth pursuing the the habit of learning to read um especially again when we were talking about earlier i mean we have like netflix and hulu on all of our devices and it's just so easy to to pick something else mm-hmm. but you know books just i feel like they um they grab us re- uniquely um they require us to absorb slowly over time we make lasting and real connections and they require us to use our attention and our imagination. And TV doesn't require really anything of us. Mm-hmm. Um, TV kind of just spoon feeds us what, what really we need to know. It, it, it kind of makes its own connections. Um, I feel like we're robbed of, of having revelations and, and, and our own understanding and, and connections when we, when we don't read. And then, of course, old books. I mean, in our home... And when I talk about building a library, I'm always interested in, you know, I want to have an, a library of all out-of-print books or really old books. I love old books, and we value them a lot in our home. I feel like a really unique advantage of them is that we can understand different cultures and people groups outside of our own. Um, we can understand perspectives that maybe we feel we're limited to and maybe we need to know more about in order to make better decisions or build better relationships. And, you know, you can also read from generations long past from hundreds of years ago, you can glean wisdom that that lasted to the test of time. And you also get to see, you know, faults that they made because we have the advantage of hindsight. Yeah. So I, I don't, and I just think that when you take that and apply it, I mean, especially to the scriptures, I think about, you know, the Bible being just one of the most alive connections to God that we have. It's, it's a living book. It's, it's a book that speaks, you know, over all time to all generations. And it's, it's always true. It, it, it always meets our need. It speaks volumes about how God values the written word and the role of reading in our lives. Um, God shows us who he is through stories, through relational stories, stories that like about the lost sheep, you know, and, and he exposes our sins through story, um, through parables, like when, when Nathan was rebuking David, you know, and about the stolen sheep, there's stories are what, what really changed his heart. I love that. I, I just feel like it, it's such a, a unique way of of learning and being changed and yet you don't even really know what's happening you know it's something that just kind of moves inside of you 
I don't know if you're familiar with the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yes. We got it for my kids. It has been one of those books that it's just, it's lasted in our house. We read it and read it and read it. And I feel like it's, it's really, it's been so good for me, even as an adult reading it, seeing her approach to how we approach Jesus and how we look at the Bible. I love what Sally Lloyd-Jones, the author, opens by saying the Bible is not, or this is not a book of rules, nor a book of heroes, but the Bible is most of all a story. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about this story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories are telling one big story, the story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. And I just wish I had that framework uh, for reading the Bible when I was younger. I, I love that, that how gentle and yet effective she shows the scriptures to be because they are a story, a real story, <laughs> but still a story. It, it speaks to us. You know, and then maybe some practical advice, I guess, um, for people that are saying, you know, that are wanting to read, but maybe feel like they just don't know how to get started. I know that's a very real thing. And uh, that's just kind of a hump that, especially as homeschool moms, we want to be readers because we want our kids to be readers. Um, So some things that I feel like have helped me is uh, just to kind of realize First of all, that reading is a skill to be developed. I don't feel like there are readers and non-readers. I feel that, you know, it's something that we have to work at. If we're not in the habit of reading, it's going to be hard to pay attention. It's going to be hard to give all of our focus to something, even for 10 minutes, when it's, it's not in the medium that we're used to. Um, so maybe setting a timer for 10 minutes a day And just make that your reading time. See what you can do and accomplish in 10 minutes and then just grow as you feel like you want to. But I feel like that's really effective, starting small, making really achievable goals just to kind of get get it done and just developing that habit and stretching your your reading muscles a little bit. Um, I also really like the idea of reading multiple books at once. That used to feel really sacrilegious to me. but you know, I, I mean, but then I kind of realized we watch multiple TV shows at once. We we have many things. We are really good at multitasking in this age, you know? So I feel like it's really just useful and helpful to be able to switch gears when we need to, and to always have on hand, I like to have like for a good rule of thumb, a light novel or like an easy read. Um, and then maybe also a medium weight book, like a biography or how-to book, and then a heavy book or like a stiff book. <laughs> like that would be the one with more the dense educational information or maybe a book with older language, like Victorian language, something I'm not as comfortable with hearing every day. And kind of keeping those books around so that you can work through them all and you know, switch out when you feel like you know, you've got more time or less time or more mental bandwidth or whatever. And um, I also take advantage of audiobooks. I feel like audiobooks are a great way to get books in. There's a, there's a benefit to, um, it doesn't have to be on the printed page. I think that there's still a benefit in, in getting those books 
ingested somehow. And audiobooks are a great way to get it done. We're driving a lot. Um, I, I listen to audiobooks when I'm cooking, folding laundry. Whenever I have really spare minutes, I try and sneak in the books that I can. And so I get a lot of books on LibriVox or Audible and read that way. And um, yeah, or there's lots of book lists out there. Um, I actually was wanting to get into the habit of just reading more classics. I, I felt like I read a lot, but I really wanted to have a good repertoire of, you know, classics that I knew and read. And I came across the book by Susan Wise Bauer called The Well-Educated Mind. And I started reading it and I thought it was awesome. I told my mom about it because she's my reading buddy. We like to read together and talk about books. And that book is basically a book list of different types of books, novels or poetry, biographies. And she she just kind of goes chronologically through the lists. Yeah, those are my suggestions. Thank you so much for your advice. I love that idea of having three different types of books and timing yourself. I think I typically do that. I want to read this many books in a month, but I think the timing probably makes a lot more sense as far as a daily goal because it's easier to see that you're reaching that goal every day instead of trying to read a book in a month and you're probably rushing through it towards the end or you just don't make that goal. So I think that's helpful. We really love the Jesus Storybook Bible as well. We just finished reading through it with my four-year-old and I'm so thankful to the Lord for the resources that have been created for our generation of raising children. And I also see in my own life, honestly, how not growing up being a reader has really affected my relationship with the Lord in the sense that has been much harder to develop the habit of reading his word because I wouldn't consider myself a reader. But Mm -hmm. I don't think God has categories for that. I don't think it's like, oh, well, if you'd rather watch TV, don't worry about reading the word. Um, But I do think as we raise our kids to be lifelong readers, we're also setting them up to hopefully find the discipline of reading and studying God's word to be easier for them and not something they struggle with in a way that non-readers probably struggle with a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are, it's easy to get put off by reading scripture, especially because it is an older book. It's written in a more difficult language and there's, you know, different editions and versions that you can get. But if you're wanting to stay true to scripture, it's it's still going to be a very dense book and it's it's not a light, easy read at all, you know? And so I feel that having that having that discipline, it can really help you have a closer connection because it's a lot of things can get missed too. If you don't have that habit of attention or detail, the scripture is full of of detail and nuance and it's a lot of poetry and you know there's a lot that I think we we miss and and all opportunities that can be gained when we have that habit of of reading kind of under our belt when we're when we're used to sitting with words for a bit and making sense of what the author is trying to say and also you know being able to um, see God and what he's telling us through his word, I feel like that's just such a gift that, you know, we, you can't really put a price on. Absolutely. And it's a gift that we can give our kids as we develop their skills and love for reading. 
I mean, we can't make them read the word mm -hmm. as they get older, but our intentional training of their minds and hearts to love reading will reap tons of benefits if the Lord has saved them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope that you enjoyed part one of my chat with Chrissy. Next week, we're talking about how to practically raise our kids to love reading. And we'll also talk about navigating through the sea of books that we find at the library and online when we really want to be mindful and careful about the books that we let our children read. So you definitely don't want to miss it. I hope that this episode was a blessing to you. Did you know that I've written a few children's books about how awesome it is to be homeschooled? You can check those out at MissTeacherMom.com. And be sure to join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.